0: This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter, and this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Hello and welcome to The Obsessive Viewer. We're a movie and TV podcast... That covers a specific topic via genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. You can find more of our work at ObsessiveViewer.com, and you can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at Facebook.com slash viewer. And if you're in Indianapolis, on October 12th, we will be hosting our fifth annual Shocktober in Irvington event at Playground Production Studios in Irvington. Uh, you can find more information on that at ShocktoberinIrvington.com. Uh, early bird tickets are going to be going on sale here soon. If not already, uh, just check out the Facebook page and the website for more information and to, uh, you know, uh, details about it. And once again, our episode sponsor is Horror Movie Yearbook, which is a podcast that takes um, a few different horror movies and contextualizes them and discusses them in contrast to the current events and pop culture of the year of release. You can find that at HM Yearbook on Twitter and at HorrorMovieYearbook.com. And so, yeah, this is um, our second episode back from our... impromptu hiatus and tiny is still not here um which he will be soon at some point i, I know
1: where he lives we can go knock on his door
0: yes yes we can i did send him a message that was like hey do you want to record this week and he hasn't responded yet so when did uh, you send him that message this was like four hours ago so. okay how's it going? Right. he's mad that i had kirsten on i'm sure uh. <laughs> <laughs> he's jealous yeah i sent him i sent him a message saying like hey So we record a podcast with Kirsten, (laughs) and he's like, oh, am I being replaced? I'm like, no. Maybe. Maybe. Well, turns out the reviews are in, and Kirsten was pretty popular. (laughs) a ton of really good feedback. I
1: I thought yeah. she did a great job.
0: Oh, I thought so too. She yeah, she was great. And it's funny cuz we I always go see movies with her and we always have conversations right. and I'm like I feel yeah. Probably should have took too long to yeah. have her opinions on the show. Oh yeah. So she's been joking that she's stealing the podcast from me. And uh I think she might be right. You'll be guest starring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I made sure to send her all the positive feedback, and then that went to her head. So it's well, yeah. you know, that'll happen. Yeah, yeah, but she will be back. I'm excited because it's it gives a a different voice to the spattering of.
1: Just, well, it gives you another person to sit there and hate on Star Wars with.
0: That is true. That is very true. That's the whole reason why. No, I know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so she'll be back uh, fairly soon. I don't know. We'll see. But today we have Mr. Robert Feckes, frequent guest. Uh, but yeah, so we're here today to actually talk about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. and Fallen uh, franchise. Yeah, no kidding. We'll get to that in a moment, but I do have a couple of news items that we have a lot of news and stuff because we haven't had a regular episode in a long time. But... Um, uh, what's up? <laughs> what uh, kind of new stuff has happened that you want to bring up? Anything? Um, I there, I'm kind of springing that on you. Yeah,
1: you are. No, uh, no time to research this no. or anything like that. I don't know. It's it, right now. We're, they released the first full cast photo from it today.
0: Oh yeah. That,
1: that was That, cool. that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There hasn't really been that yeah. much of big news. So, you know, it's a, ca- it's a summer news or it's a summer movie yeah. season. So the oh. news.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, I mean, just, you know, news is sporadic, uh, you know, that, you know, they've they've come out and said that we're not going to release the title for Avengers till right. near the end of the year. So I imagine we'll probably see something newsworthy come Comic-Con. Right. Uh, when is Comic-Con? It's coming up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's in like two weeks. OK. I want to say.
0: um what do you do? You have any theories on the uh, title for Avengers?
1: No, and no, I haven't even been thinking about it. I'm okay. just kind of wanting the news to come kind of kind of organically. I don't yeah. I don't want to sit there and speculate, right? You know, it's I I, I just want to see everything come as as it normally would. I'm not right. going to stress myself out uh, over Avengers. And, you
0: know, yeah, and it's funny because like I because in my new my new position at my at my job my new my new job. Um, I have a lot of time to listen to podcasts and everything. So, like, what I've been doing is kind of binge listening to Slash Film Daily, which basically is a daily every every weekday breakdown of all the news stuff, oh, and yeah. movies, and TV. So it's it's really good as like because obviously Slash Film is a pretty big website and they right. constantly post stuff. So it's like I don't have time to sit there and read every article. So it's sure it's a good. Um, uh, digestion of it is that the word. Yeah, no, yeah, it'll work. I'll accept it. Yeah, um, of of news for them from the day, but like the thing that kind of gets me about it, and just this is all across the board, is the speculation. Like they're like, oh, we heard this right. rumor about Avengers Four, so let's let's beat it to death. And it's like there's it's like there's nothing there. It's there's no. I just don't get that.
1: Right. I, I just and, and I don't want it to yeah. kill. I don't want it to kill my excitement, right? Just over speculation, and with Ant Man and the Wasp coming up, I'm actually mm-hmm. hoping that there's almost little to no reference to Avengers in it. I, 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 I just kind so of too. want to enjoy like a a very light uh, mm-hmm. Marvel movie, yeah, as t- like a palette cleanser, right? Yeah, so I'm kind of. It sounds like that's what we're gonna get, and I'm mm-hmm. hoping that's what we get. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that, yeah. just for that reason. I I really want it to just. Let me take a breather. Right. So.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that.
1: I, there is a news little news tidbit uh-huh. that did come out like a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. That's not good news. Okay. Um, they're moving forward with another Ninja Turtle movie with the Michael oh, Bay. Yeah. Thing, and it's just.
0: they Did they say whether or not it was going to be a reboot or. A they like the, the
1: articles that I read men- had the word reboot in it. Okay. And I'm just kind of like, you know, if you're going to reboot the franchise. Give it at least a half a decade.
0: Sure. You know, oh, just yeah.
1: let's let's calm down, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, give it a half a decade. You'll have five years of, of new comic book stories to maybe build on. Right. Um, and just let it wash out of yeah. the public's mind for a second. Nickelodeon's already putting out a new Ninja Turtle TV cartoon show let that kind of do the job for a bit and just take a break. Yeah. Cause that last one was just a piece of garbage.
0: Oh, It was horrible. Yeah. How would you, how would you feel about something similar to like what they're doing with like Spider-Man into the spider verse? Like, well, uh,
1: they, they separate, they kind of tried yeah. that with the animated movie. And, oh, that's right. I, and yeah. I'm a huge fan of that animated Ninja Turtles movie. I thought it was really mm. good. What, what I would like to see, and I don't see them doing is having more of a darker tone to the Turtles oh, franchise. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be neat, and I know that's not really financially feasible for the studios because they're going to get the money from children, right. uh, For a franchise like that, so yeah. I, I get it. And there's uh, merchandising to consider too, right? And so I'll I'll continue to read the comic book and the and that. That sustains me for my turtle needs because okay. the comic book's fantastic. Right. So, but yep, yeah, there's there's a little news tidbit. Yeah.
0: And a final piece of news, and this will lead in somewhat to our review, but uh, so AMC released a Movie Pass killer kind of thing. Legit, it. legit killer because
1: yeah. movie. Like I read today, that Movie Pass is out of money.
0: Oh, yeah, it is, it is, it is struggling very, very badly. Like, for background, for those, uh, like, a couple years ago, I raved about MoviePass. You did? It was, cause, like, I had, basically, I had, um, I think it was, like, my tax return or something. I was like, you know what? I've heard about this MoviePass thing. I'm just gonna pay for a year's worth of it and then see as many movies as I can. And that'll it'll be a nice experiment. So I right. paid four hundred bucks, got one year's worth of movie pass. The way MoviePass is set up is that you um yeah, they send you a MasterCard in the mail that you basically go to the theater, open the app, uh check into a movie, and then that automatically loads onto the card that you have, the amount of the ticket, you pay for the ticket, and then you see a movie so do that enough times you're you're gonna break even or it's gonna pay for itself and so in recent years i just did that for one year and i saw like 69 movies with the movie pass in that one year time frame and i saved like almost two hundred dollars um and that's which is good that's decent yeah but the problem that i started having was that like uh like me and me and Kirsten, uh guest last week, we'd go see movies all the time. Right. And it became a problem because I'm not a punctual person <laughs> and she couldn't buy her ticket until I was there to buy my ticket. Right. And I couldn't buy the ticket ahead of time. So when I eventually dropped Movie Pass, like whenever we go see a movie, we make plans like Tuesday or Wednesday, we buy our tickets, we have like our seats that we prefer, and that's it. And so I just said goodbye to MoviePass and then here in the last two last year, year and a half, two years they went off the deep end. Basically MoviePass started um uh selling their membership for $10 a month.
1: Yes, and I almost got into it then, mm-hmm. but it the process to me seemed too convoluted.
0: Yeah. Not only that, but they had a lot of customer service issues because when they announced that when they announced that price point, they did not anticipate the amount of people signing up so they should have
1: they really should why why else would you have that price point
0: exactly so there were like i have like pat and tyler uh at least i at least pat i know had to wait i think between one to three months before he actually received his card in the mail it's not even worth yeah it's really not a hassle yeah and then not only that but they kept changing things up like they eventually took away the you can see one movie a day Um, it's like something, something like they change it up to where you can only see a certain amount of movies. And I think the people that had like memberships already were grandfathered in, but any new ones would be like, they would be, you can only see four movies for the month. And if they kept changing it up. Oh, Yeah. That's
1: then their, their downfalls is of their own volition. Yeah. They're,
0: they were using their, their service as market research for for what they for, would do. And it's ridiculous. for
1: market research for AMC to, right. to put out their yeah. better uh, version.
0: Oh, yeah. And there was a lot of, of, like, outcry, not outcry, but a lot of kind of uh, conflict because AMC said that they wouldn't... Right. At one point, they said that they wouldn't accept MoviePass. And it's because, like, a lot of people theorized that they were working on their own thing. Yeah. Which we'll get to that in a moment. But, like, more about MoviePass is that, like, their owned by some data mining company or something so the way that they can like they're they're losing money up front with with the movie pass price point and everything but the amount of money they're making from research and from de- data analytics and stuff like that that they're getting is somehow it, it was in it was theorized to make it so that they're at least breaking even but the company that owns them last i heard um their stock plummeted and they're actually trading below one dollar per share. Oh. And like they're I don't know if this is the right wording because I don't know stock the stock exchange or anything, but they're like they're there's a chance that they may not not be able to trade on the Nasdaq. Is that They'll, the right word?
1: Well it depends on which uh if they're on the New York Stock Exchange, Nasdaq or uh mm. I forget the other one.
0: Uh I'm ninety nine percent sure it's NASDAQ. But so.
1: Yeah, if their market shares dip below a, a certain price, it's not profitable for the market to even sustain their business. So they'll, yeah. they'll basically go bankrupt.
0: Yep. And so that's like, I like, and then the other thing is that MoviePass started selling merch. Oh. Like hats and shirts and hoodies. That'd be, that'd be like
1: buying a, like a baseball cap from Las Vegas that said, Las Hey,
0: <laughs> look, that is a stylish baseball cap. <laughs> so stylish. And I have a reason for buying that. I see you
1: still have the sticker on it, too.
0: I do, because I do, I'm, you know, super cool. The hood. The reason, yeah, the reason that I bought that is because I did not put sunscreen on the top of my head. So, like, that day after the cabana, my head was, like, just. Sunburn. That's fair. Yeah. So that's, that's why I got it. All right. And, uh, they were also like two for 20. So I got one, another one, uh, just a lame, like, welcome to fabulous Las Vegas. Yeah. I gave it to my sister as a souvenir.
1: For taking care of so, your cat.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, um, moving on. So, yeah. So, in addition to all that trouble with MoviePass, they also had competition come up. Before AMC did their A-list, there's this company called Cinemia. Have you ever heard of no, this? No, I didn't
1: even know there was a...
0: Okay. So, it's basically a MoviePass-like subscription service. But I think their main thing is that they could accommodate couples. So, like, you could do, like, a okay. membership where you get two two tickets and it's still a monthly membership and stuff like that but they have different like price tiers and they they I don't I haven't heard much about them but I know that they exist but um last week conveniently the day uh, on my birthday um AMC launched A-list which for those listening A-list is basically if you have a Stubbs membership it's works the same way you just sign up for it it's 20 bucks or 19.99 uh per month you get to see three movies every week. So the way it's set up is like they have reservations that you can make. So you can you can in the app, you can buy your ticket ahead of time, choose your seat, um and it just basically You can also goes on
1: buy app. an extra ticket too for a friend. Can you? Yeah. I
0: haven't tried that.
1: So you can buy you can buy two tickets. It's just your credit card will that you have logged on to your app mm-hmm. just charges for the extra ticket.
0: Oh, okay. See, I thought you meant like it would be, that would go toward your three. Oh no, 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 no. Okay. No,
1: but it allows you to, so if I'm, you know, Cassie hasn't signed up for it yet, but mm-hmm. if me and Cassie go see a movie together, I can use my movie pass to get my free ticket and then, mm-hmm. you know, just purchase her. So we make sure okay, we have so it, it together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's really interesting. Nice. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's that it's, uh, every, every week you get to see three movies and I believe if I'm reading the app right, every Friday is when the weekend. Yes, so that, that's when of yeah. the resets. So it resets on Friday. You get three more for the week. That way you can see new movies each weekend. Right. Um, which is cool, but also, um, one of the big things about it and i i failed to mention this but one of the mo- more recent things that MoviePass did that's absolutely asinine is that uh i mentioned that they're doing they're doing merch which i'm i'm kind of tempted to get like a movie pass shirt because i feel like it would be like uh <laughs> why a hipster like oh yeah like, pass. Yeah, like you know like you, you grow th- out your man bun. you might see like a douchebag wearing like a blockbuster shirt or you know, you know, not I, I, when I say it out loud. It seems stupid. But I'd,
1: I'd wear a blockbuster shirt. Yeah, right. Or a red giraffe shirt.
0: Oh, red giraffe. Yeah, red giraffe. Ah, uh, they had a they had an adult section.
1: So does Family uh, Video.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, they're still <laughs> kicking.
1: They are, but, um,
0: amazingly. But in addition to the merch stuff, which I was really disappointed because I read that like, like there was this really cynical article about how. um Oh, MoviePass is now, is now stooping to selling merch to try to make, to try to make, you know, their ends meet and everything. And it's ridiculous that each, each item in their store is, costs more than the, the actual membership. It's like 15 bucks for a hat or a no. shirt. <laughs> but the thing that I was really disappointed in was that they mentioned that they were pun filled. So the names of them was like, like good hat hunting or something or hat hat damon, okay, and like um oh, something with shirt i i something like the the names of the merch all had puns, and so I saw that, and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I'll like, take it yeah. all, but it's just the names of the, of the items. But
1: not the actual items
0: themselves. All of it is, is just logo of MoviePass. Well, yeah, I, don't, I don't know what you expected. Yeah, well, I was so disappointed. Like, why put that much effort to make puns on the names of the stuff? To get
1: people like you interested,
0: clickbait. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. So in addition to all that, MoviePass also implemented new restrictions. So uh, they introduced surge pricing. Did you hear about this? I did see that, and right
1: then and there, I was like, "It's it's ridiculous, yeah, Yeah, fuck off!"
0: Because first of all, like you can't with MoviePass, and this has always been the mainstay of it. You can't do like IMAX or 3D screenings, which I don't care. But surge pricing is if there's a movie that has that has high demand, um, you have to pay an extra couple of bucks when you like that defeats the entire purpose of the product. And uh, also, I guess that they were trying to. Um, throw their weight behind certain movies. So like they were trying to help promote like that, that movie Gotti with a, uh, Oh God. Yeah. Well, that's why they went bankrupt. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like it's apparently a terrible movie, but they're like promoting it and stuff. And like, it's, it's been the object of ridicule all over the <laughs> internet because of that. So yeah. So anyway, this is a very long winded way yeah. of, and, and a way of saying that amc now has has an a-list feature that you pay 20 bucks a month all that stuff um and what's interesting about this is that like i almost exclusively go to amcs anyway me
1: too yeah, yeah. i mean that's closest to my house mm-hmm. um they're they've taken over a few movie theaters anyway they took over the car over in uh Plainfield. so that's an they amc did, now
0: yeah okay I'm, I'm almost just waiting for them to buy out Regal. Yeah. Well, you know, and we, me and Tiny talked about this on a previous episode, but like the Regal over by here, Shiloh, it's like, I mean, it's a good theater, but I haven't been in that theater in years. It's uh, the thing that I love about it is that they always have like the AC cranked. So like oh. it's nice <laughs> and cold in there and I love it. Fair, but the sound is terrible. Like it's it's horrible. Like I saw Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and I was like, "That's a very bass heavy." It it is, yeah. and like it's it's a, it's incredible. Like I regret not seeing it at like an AMC or right. like a place with better sound because that that theater just they need to upgrade everything. But yeah, so so we both signed up for a list. Yes, and I've seen two movies with it now, and you've seen one.
1: And I'll see another tomorrow, and as soon as I do, it'll comp- it'll already have paid for itself.
0: Yeah, exact same here. So, oh yeah,
1: like I saw Sicario, and that mm. was a twelve dollar movie ticket uh, normally. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow I'm going to see Incredibles, and right there it's going to so that'll be at least ten.
0: Yeah. So oh, yeah.
1: right then, that's two movies, mm. and the matter of three days, and all of boom got Absolutely. my money's worth
0: and that's that's perfect yeah. and like i believe it, that it also goes toward your stubs points too yeah and um, it's idiot proof too the app is so easy yeah, to use like it's, i it's, feel
1: like right now we're advertising for amc but it's, it's legit just that good of a service I,
0: like i would say hey amc give us money but i'm saving so much money right. anyway. <laughs> like i mean it's just it's it's like you said it's idiot proof like yeah. it's the same process of getting a ticket that i would do anyway like i would like be texting kirsten kirsten say hey let's get our tickets and we would sync up like when we were going to get tickets and i can do the same thing right and like i've used it twice and another thing about amc a list is that it goes across the board with any type of ticket so which i can't
1: i can't believe that i know imax oh yeah
0: and i'm
1: i'm past the point where i get excited about imax Me too. Uh, solo was fun to see in imax yeah yeah well (laughs) um i i hate 3d movies me too so me too. I, i'm unless i absolutely have to i'm not gonna get 3d yeah. but it's you know people dig that stuff yeah and it's amazing that they're just you know an imax ticket with 3d is mm-hmm. that's an 18 dollar ticket
0: yeah exactly and, and that's like
1: right then you you've oh, made yeah.
0: it like i went and saw jurassic world on on a whim and basically uh Like the timing didn't work out that I could go to a 2D screening. So I was like, you know what? It's
1: me too. I had to to see a 3D screening. Oh, did you really? Yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: It was because I went went after work. Oh, okay. And, you know, I I had to go see something uh, that was late enough after I got off my shift. And the only thing that was was 3D. And I was like, gotcha. All right.
0: Did you see it at Southern Plaza then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I saw it at Trader's Point in 3D in IMAX. Oh, okay. Mine was just. 3D. Okay. Okay. So we can kind of go into our review here. First we'll talk about the our theater experience, but first I'm going to go ahead and read the plot description courtesy of IMDb. Uh so yeah, uh when uh, when the island's dormant volcano <laughs> begins roaring to life, Owen and Claire mount a campaign to rescue the remaining dinosaurs from this in- extinction level event. And so this is Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Uh, obviously, it's the follow up to twenty uh, si- fifteen's uh, Jurassic World, and we are going to go into a non spoiler review, and then once we hit spoilers, we'll put a spoiler warning in there. In there, so you saw it in three D. I saw it in IMAX three D. And to go back to our talk about a uh, about a list, is like I've I've already paid for it because I paid oh uh, yeah and then some oh yeah yeah it's like 17.95 for the imax ticket and uh and then i saw incredibles 2 on saturday and that was a 12 dollar ticket which if you follow me on letterboxd i'm going to try as hard as i can to stay diligent with this but i have a specific list that i have um on my profile that i'm going to track every movie i see with a list and like in the notes for each screening or each movie i put the like, location, the date, the time of the screening, also the price of it. And so, like. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. And another thing about A-list that we forgot to mention was that it's a three-month commitment, which I thought was interesting Did thought you that see. Was re- that?
1: Yeah. I thought that was really weird. It was like, yeah. yeah three months. That's, yeah, that's nothing.
0: Like, exactly. But like, it's like, if you want to cancel it, like, you can't cancel it until you right. pay three months. But also, they do have a 12-month, um, like, guarantee that the price won't change or anything. So, uh, I'm sure within which, a year
1: or two, the price will change. Yeah. I, I would be surprised if it ch- changes drastically. Like, right. I, I would be shocked if it rose $5.
0: Oh, yeah, me too. And I would still pay $5 more for it. I would too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so theater experience for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Um, I'll go first. The IMAX 3D screening, I hate 3D. So much. I'm, I'm with you right there. Yeah. I, I just,
1: there's never been a movie with the exception of one where I thought it was enhanced by the 3D. Avatar? No, no I no. thought the 3D and Avatar was garbage. Really? I did. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll get some hate for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I defend this franchise, at least the early movies. Uh, Transformers, uh, dark uh, of dark, the moon? dark of the Moon. I, yeah. uh, I really, first of all, I, I really enjoy that movie. Second of all, like I thought they did a great job of, like three D stuff with in that viewing. That's um, that's fair. But you know, that's, it's a popcorn movie and it's yeah. it's spectacle. But anything else, no. Like I've never walked out of a movie theater besides that one saying, you know what, I'm really glad I saw that
0: in three D. Yeah. Like I I was actively angry at three D <laughs> and I think like, okay, for some people it may be an immersive experience. That's hey, that's fine. Teach their own, yeah. To I, each their own but there is something that my brain does when i watch a 3d movie that it can't maybe it's because i don't watch enough but like i can't reconcile the like the 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 3d like depth um in a way that like i don't know if this is just how, how everyone is with it but like when i'm seeing like Owen and Claire walking through the jungle and they're popping out of the screen and the jungle is in the background still in 2d. It just has this disconnect with me. Like this is the opposite of immersive. This is right. It
1: it makes it very much, makes me very much aware that I am watching a spectacle or or a movie or it, it takes me out of the experience too. Absolutely. And maybe it's
0: because we see so many movies in 2d that it, it, it's just how we're we're wired, you know, and you know, I'm sure
1: kids kids love it but yeah for the most part most of the adults i talk to mm-hmm. don't care for it yeah and maybe that's just me being an old curmudgeon at sure. this point and you know I'll be like, american even, my dude type of thing but i just can't even hang in
0: vegas i know right <laughs> my knees are bothering me can't hang yep. in vegas <laughs> um but the other kind of thing that i was perturbed by is that okay so amc like all the big chains now have reclined seats sure and i am so spoiled with that Oh, and the imax didn't have imax seats? did not have it they had the old seats to accommodate more i really seats. hope you
1: went and asked to speak with the manager i, I didn't that. i didn't but
0: the thing is like i was kind of bored and kind of getting antsy and kind of uncomfortable because like i'm so used to being you know pampered yeah so like i like went like i went to the bathroom and I thought about getting a drink from the concession stand. So I actually left the theater. <laughs> and then like, I noticed when I was like washing my hands, I looked, I looked at the mirror and like my eyes were like bloodshot. And like, I think just there was so much strain on the 3d. Yeah. I'm sure that puts a strain
1: on, yeah. on the eyes, the ocular system. Yeah.
0: Plus it's like extra weight on the bridge of my nose. Cause I wear glasses. And like, so now like my, the bridge of my nose is, sore because it's like working out its muscle <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah it's just it's uh it terrible i'm not if i can avoid it i'm not gonna see an imax right. 3d movie. i'm so, i'm
1: somewhere i i so in we won't go into solo uh, or anything, sure. but the IMAX experience there was good for me because it mm. wasn't in 3D. So I, I can get behind an IMAX movie that's not in 3D, especially now that I have a movie pass.
0: Yeah, me me too. Like IMAX 2D is, is fine with me. Right. Um, I saw Logan that way. Um, that, that's a good one to see. Yeah. Um, again, it, uh, we got to the theater late and they did at that time they didn't – I don't think they had the assigned seats. Or I think they did, but we just got there late. Um and like we were sitting like four rows back off mm, to the right side. That's a terrible IMAX. Yeah. Sight, sight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And plus, I had to pee so bad during that movie, because uh, we got drinks beforehand. Which, by the way, when when Kirsten and I saw Solo, um, I like we got there early and we decided to get a drink at the little MacGuffins thing. Right. And they had like this blue like mixed drink. That was like like themed like oh it's the the smugglers right drink yeah, or yeah whatever yeah. so like we each got one of those and then like they're like all right well that'll be fifteen dollars a piece and I'm like oh holy shit man okay I mean it's good but I thought I came
1: home from Vegas yeah
0: I right so anyway so how was the. 3D non IMAX. Uh,
1: th- 3D sucked. Mm. Um, non IMAX. That's that's fine. Uh, I, I went to a late showing, so it wasn't very crowded, so I didn't have to deal with uh, screaming kids. Although someone did bring yeah. a, someone brought a, a, an infant, and I really I went to an uh, eleven twenty showing. My God! And someone brought an infant, wow. and I just and, and I was I I was just waiting for it. I, I will say mm. this the baby didn't make a peep nice so i i i was shocked um, Probably because it was a probably it was asleep. sleep yeah but you know screaming dinosaurs i figured that yeah. you know obviously a baby's not gonna love right. a, a screaming dinosaur but
0: <laughs> i can imagine the imagery in the in the little baby's head like when it's having dreams like it's just <laughs> right uh,
1: so yeah, the the movie experience was a movie experience yeah. uh, with the added disappointment of the movie.
0: So. Yeah, and more praise for a list is that it's so easy. Yeah. Um, it's so easy to use. So yeah. 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 Did they did they ask to see your ID? No. Really? Okay. See, they didn't at Trader's Point when I saw. The movie we're about to review, Jurassic World, but they did at Southern Plaza when I saw Incredibles 2. I
1: I could see them doing that, though. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it
0: makes sense. Right. Yeah. But anyway, so Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, uh, what did you think first? I guess we can, we can postpone a little bit more. What did you think of Jurassic World in 2015?
1: I, I didn't care for it. Mm. Uh, I, I thought about revisiting it and giving it a second shot. And I, I thought maybe I was a little harsh on it, mm-hmm. uh, thinking on it, but I, I probably would still have similar opinions to it. But walking out of it. I, I didn't care for it. I thought yeah. it, um, a lot of the things didn't make sense. And yeah. the plot points were just there for a plot point. Mm-hmm. And it just, it didn't jive with me. Like uh, I will say this, like, it was fun seeing the park in operation. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it, but some of the the way things went, I thought were it just it was just too stupid. Yeah, and then they just doubled down on that for mm-hmm. Fallen Kingdom.
0: Yeah. It, so what were you, I'll, I'll, Jurassic World? I didn't like. We reviewed it on the podcast. It, I mean, there was a like like you said, I like seeing the park fully operational. That was cool. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like they had the two kids that did nothing for me.
1: Right. The, the kids, oh, bored. oh yeah. there's a dinosaur, whatever, right. hot chick girl.
0: Exactly. It's
1: like, I don't care who you are. If you see a fucking dinosaur, right. you're going to be in awe. Yeah. I don't care if oh, you've yeah. seen a dinosaur every day for the rest of your life, you right. know, I saw an elephant up close in Thailand and got to pet it and it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. And it's an (laughs) elephant. It's been on earth for, you know, thousands and millions of years too, but it's still freaking cool. Right. So don't tell me some, you know, oh stupid. Shut up. No, it's.
0: (laughs) And if I remember, I I don't know if this is true or if this is accurate or not, but I feel like that was like their first time going to the park too. It was. It was the first time. Yeah. Like. Oh my god! Anyway, and then also like they just magically know how to fix a jeep. Did that and first of all, this yeah. jeep's battery from fucking twenty right.
1: some odd years ago is still working. Yeah, please, my car battery when I get back from vacation doesn't work. <laughs> and you're gonna tell me this jeep? No. Yep. Incorrect. Yep. Um, I the superhero dinosaur thing. I, I'm over. Right. Uh, you know, it's they're just De- Deus Ex mocking at this mm. point, and it's like, well, we need something here. Well, throw the T Rex in there. He loves to save yeah. the
0: day. And, like, it, that's the problem with the franchise is that it's just we're expecting it. Like, right. we're expecting well, I, it sort of comes I've save been the saying,
1: day. I've been telling people at this point after Fallen Kingdom, I was like, you might as well just put a fucking cape on the T Rex at this point. Because <laughs> it's yeah. just he's the, just there to save the day. Right. And that's right. it, that's annoying. Yeah. It, it was, you know, Spielberg put that part in the original Jurassic Park because he said he wanted one last. He wanted the audience to have one last awe inspiring moment with the T Rex. Right. And I love that part. You know, it's that that scene still works for me. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't continue to work for me. Right.
0: The appeal of that scene is that the entire movie, the T Rex is the top dog. Like the thing that you're most fearful of, the most the apex predator of the park. And then to have it come around and like throughout the movie, we're like, oh wait, you know, these Velociraptors, they're they can open doors and shit. They're, right. <laughs> they're they're a lot more cunning and conniving. And to have him say like that's such a cool everything. It's like, just it's, it's,
1: it was a great send off yeah. uh, for the end of the movie. Mm. And now it's just it's a trope and yeah. it's it's tired. Oh, yeah. it's like we get it. We
0: mm-hmm. everyone loves the T Rex, but quit making him the savior. Yeah, and and I would say that no other Jurassic Park movie except for one scene in this one, which we'll get to. But there's nothing that to me is more, I wouldn't say iconic, but like more makes me like feel more than just like that shot at the end of the original Jurassic yeah. Park when he's, when he's like roaring, I guess she is roaring yeah, she, Um, yeah. in the visitor center yeah, the, and the, the banners, banners falling. Like that is so ingrained in my mind. Yeah, that's, that's iconic. That's yeah. one of
1: you know, Jurassic Park or. Er- it itself is one of my favorite movies of all time Mine too and that scene is just always going to stand out for oh, me yeah. it, it's it's special it's a it's oh, an yeah. amazing shot
0: but jurassic world and fallen kingdom they don't have that they don't except for there was one part in fallen kingdom that i thought was pretty spectacular well you have fashion. to tell me
1: about it because i don't recall anything yeah.
0: so Going into Fallen Kingdom, like first of all, were you? What were your What were your expectations? I was, was expecting to, to hate it,
1: um, mm-hmm. but it was a Jurassic Park movie. I so I'm gonna see it. Mm-hmm. I I love Chris Pratt, mm-hmm. but I feel like they did the exact same thing. Like I feel like Chris Pratt wasn't allowed to be much of Chris Pratt in, in Jurassic World, right? And I feel like we got that again in and Fallen Kingdom.
0: Yeah, and also it just felt like the comic relief that the writing was just fell completely flat. Like there's a couple,
1: there's a couple laugh moments I I got out of it, but so no, I I wasn't excited for the movie. I I went in expecting to dislike it, which Mm. I know is kind of unfair. So, you know, I was already biased towards it, but I was vindicated.
0: Yeah, it was not. It was so so in broad terms, non-spoiler, how did you feel about Fallen Kingdom?
1: I thought it was it was just a giant pile of garbage, regurgitated <laughs> crap with a bunch of uh nonsense incidents that didn't make sense yeah. other than to propel the story forward. Yeah. And I We'll, and we'll get to it. But one thing that I think they were trying to make it like a shocking moment was like so telegraphed. I, I was sitting there and I was like, well, that's she's clearly a. See.
2: Know, yeah. Uh,
1: we'll talk about Yeah, that. We'll talk yeah. about it. But yeah. So there, I, I feel like they were trying to make it like kind of like a scary movie towards like yeah. monsters in the mansion right. type of deal. And it's just it was silly. Yeah. And just,
0: to its credit, I would say that in theory, like, the, uh, do you have any more broad thoughts? No. It's, okay. It's, okay, because it's, we'll dive as it. It was shite. Again. Yeah. So my my feelings about this movie is that it it feels like okay, Jurassic World was a huge hit. So let's brainstorm and come up with a bunch of ideas for a sequel, and then let's let's see what see what works. So they had this – like a board – in my mind, they had a board filled with random ideas for different sequels. And then they're like, all right, let's just throw two darts at the board. Whichever whichever ones – whichever plan or whatever sequel idea they come out with, let's push them together into one movie. <laughs> um, So a, half of the movie is one movie. The other half is a whole other movie. Right. And I will say that that first movie <laughs> – that they do, I thought like that, that delivered for me. Like I thought it was enjoyable. A little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Like there was, that was clearly the
1: most enjoyable part. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I did, there's some issues I had with that as well. Yeah.
0: Well, just in terms of just pure motivation, like, okay. Like there. there we'll talk about that in a bit, but yeah, anyway, overall, I thought like there was stuff that was like, Fecus, like you said, there was stuff that, um, was played as a big reveal, which I didn't expect that reveal. But also, the movie did nothing with it.
3: Like they, they
0: really didn't. Yeah, it was like it was like a scene where it's just like, oh, there. Here's a revelation about something. I'll, I'll try to
1: throw out what justification I think they were trying to make with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll get there.
0: But yeah, yeah that, I, I feel like there was just there was no reason for it. Right. Also, the villains in this movie were cartoonish. Oh, and- I. Have
1: I take all the issues with the villains?
0: Yeah, yep. I did. I did enjoy a little bit. There was um, (laughs) there was like a little bit of uh, Trump bashing in it. Um, if you noticed in in an early scene, there's a news broadcast. Um, you see like a ticker of a of a news ticker Uh on the screen, and it says, "Uh, President, uh, the President, uh." Uh, something like the president states that he doesn't believe dinosaurs ever existed. And, <laughs> I wish yeah. I would have seen that. Cause I would, yeah. would
1: have gotten a chuckle out
0: of it, Oh yeah. And then like, I, I didn't make this connection until I heard someone else talking about it on a, on a different podcast. But, um, did you think that Toby Jones's character was modeled after Trump? Like with the hair and stuff? Or is that a stretch? Cause I feel like it might be, a that little might bit be a stretch. A
1: stretch. I, I, yeah. I mean, I didn't get that vibe. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Could be wrong.
1: Uh I don't I don't know how you why you would even make that connection because he's an auctioneer. Yeah. Not, unless not... you're
0: looking for that. Right. So okay. I I I so don't not crazy.
1: I don't see it. I, okay. I, I think that's a stretch.
0: That's fair. But the news ticker thing, that was that was I, I chuckled at that. But let's stop beating around the Bush. I can think of a pun. Yeah. Um, that'll happen. Yeah. Let's stop beating around this dead horse of a franchise <laughs> and uh go into spoilers for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Spoiler alert. It sucks.
2: Yeah. If I
0: don't make it back, remember you're the one who made me come here. I'll be all right. These creatures were here before
2: us. And if we're not careful...
1: They're gonna be here after.
0: Welcome to Jurassic World. Okay, so... Where to begin? Where where do you want to begin? Well, let's start with the villains. Okay. Okay, so... Clearly, our our villain here
1: is trying to. Uh, I don't know. Get richer. Get richer. And okay, I like you're so rich that yeah. you you have the means to buy an island, mm-hmm. and your whole purpose for this movie is
0: to get enough money to do what? The what? What are yeah. you going to do? In the thing that kills me. And like I, I noticed this, and I was like, "Are they, are they serious? Did you notice the the amount that they were auctioning these? Yeah, ten million dollars, ten, million, like, $10 yeah. million dollars for a
1: dinosaur?
0: Right? Are you kidding me? Like, and I think ten million was on the higher side of it because, like, the first like, couple, was like the amount million. of the
1: amount of research and development that goes into these dinosaurs yeah. that these countries could utilize for God knows what, and they're like, yeah. ten million dollars,
0: yeah, really." Like, uh,
1: I, and and this man that can purchase a goddamn island right. is excited about $10 million. You have to be a billionaire. Yeah, You just oh, have yeah. to be.
0: Yeah. Like, I think the total number of the auction before everything went to shit was like... It was like $150 million. $150, 100, 130 maybe. Yeah. So, someone...
1: Yeah. And the... LeBron James just got a contract for $164 million, <laughs> okay? And you're telling me that 20 dinosaurs isn't... As expensive as LeBron James.
0: God, that was like the most laughable thing to me. Yeah. But as far as the villains are concerned, Rafe Spall, I I enjoy him as an actor. This, I mean, he had nothing to work with. Right. And Um, like, he couldn't
1: bring anything to that character's motivation because
0: there was nothing there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And... Like, uh, we're kind of jumping around, but I do want to mention, this is something that was pointed out on another podcast, but, um, he's the first character in this franchise to murder another human being. And I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, I guess that's, yeah, because the death always comes from, you know, dinosaurs, dinosaurs and everything, yeah. but like he, you know, kills James, kills James Cromwell Cromwell, which also,
1: the most incompetent human being on yeah. the face of the planet. Did you not know that they built this entire dinosaur auctioning facility <laughs> underneath your goddamn house? Like, they uh, even have a track to bring the giant cages to the giant massive room. Right. I was like, did you, like, no one built that room for any other purpose <laughs> except for auctioning dinosaurs.
0: Right. You didn't know this was happening, jeez. Yep, pretty pretty terrible. That and then let's let's go ahead and talk about the clone thing. Okay, like so. Did you you didn't see it
1: coming? I, like the I didn't first, see it you're coming. a spitting image of her. See, okay, she's the clone.
0: I I didn't because to be fair, I wasn't paying as close attention to that, so I didn't like. It took a couple scenes to really like get get the fact that oh, this is a mystery here. Okay. Um, cause they mentioned, like, oh, she died in a car accident, and then there was, like, the thing with I'm, the I'm a little disappointed
1: in you, well, to be honest.
0: And see, this is the thing. I really thought that they were building it up to reveal that she was, like, the daughter of. Um, what's her face from the original movie? But it's a genetics. It's genetics lab that and specializes in cloning. I thought that they were going to connect it to the original movie in some way.
1: I think you were trying. Yeah. And I, I think you're just overcomplicating that. I like as soon as James Cromwell when she goes, that look like my mother?" You were spitting image. I was like, "Oh well, then that's she's a clone."
0: See, yeah, I just I didn't think in like in theory. I think that that's an interesting way to take the franchise because I'm all about. Adding science fiction to science fiction. But in practice, that just was like. There was I, no purpose for it. 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 And you could you, have gotten the same that.
1: effect of her just being a granddaughter.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, add in nothing.
0: Yeah. But then you get the completely contrived, like, oh, they're alive just like me. So I'm going to let them go. Well, and I think that was the, the
1: connection they were trying to make. Like yeah. she, she feels one with these creatures because she is of the same birthing way. I don't right. know. It, it was just, okay, little girl, please, yeah. please apologize. to all the families that are now about to right. die because you just let all these fucking carnivor-
0: carnivores. Exactly that. And then also to, to, to leapfrog off of that Claire played by Bryce Dallas Howard she is all about saving the dinosaurs and everything and like this was again pointed out on another podcast but it really opened my eyes cuz it's like she really wants to save the animals that she you know genetically had a hand in creating and everything but that also killed probably hundreds of people right. in the last movie like she isn't tormented by that fact like I mean they,
1: yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I don't know why she all of a sudden got uh humble. Maybe, humble's not the word. Yeah. Uh I, I'm looking for uh why why she yeah. got all philanthropic philithram- yeah. phil- you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, philanthropic.
1: Phil phil right? yeah. There it is. You yeah. said it. Yeah. I don't know where she, <laughs> how she got to that point. And yeah. it's like she was clearly all about the the park and the the right. financial gains from it in the, in the first one. Yeah, she you didn't get a sense of oh, I have such a caring for these right. animals, but all of a sudden yeah. now she does.
0: Yeah, and I mean they could have just as easily made her more money hungry. She could have brought a couple million to the auction. She could have had her own dinosaur.
1: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> ten million
0: dollars. <laughs> right,
1: and it's not like. If these, if these animals would have died on the island from mm-hmm. the volcano, it's not like they don't have the technology to right. recreate them. Yeah. Cause they did. Exactly. They, they recreated a whole new dinosaur again. And yeah. let's be honest, Endoraptor is just Andromedus Rex or whatever his, his name was miniature. Yep. Yeah. I'm it like, really come is. on.
0: That's so, so lazy. So lazy. Also, like, the The laser pointer thing, which I thought was kind of kind of funny because it made me think of cats, but that, uh, was the, the, that, was, yeah. that made me so mad. The, right. So. well, the whole idea of like the end, where uh, Owen's like like they have that look where it's like, okay, well, she has the gun, so she's going to lure him away. How does she know about that?
1: cuz I don't I remember don't I don't recall her the, being in the auctioning
0: place. I recall her being locked in a cage. I think she was in well, I don't remember when they showed that then cuz I feel like they were still up like in the rafters. I I down. feel they were not. I I think they were because I remember Owen saying like that that dinosaur can't leave here like it can't it can't Oh, go away. all right. Okay, yeah. you might be right. But the sheer fact that it's like okay, like I imagine like being in Chris Pratt's position in that in that scene and, like, say, okay, say, like, you and I are in that position. I give a knowing glance at you as you have the gun that can can lure the the endoraptor right. away from me. And you point it at me. Yeah, right. Like, like what, like, are you what doing? the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Stop! Yeah. It's like,
1: okay, he's going to know that he's going to have to die. Yeah. I'm like, N- no,
0: I, I can't gauge the speed like, of this genetically right. created animal. Yeah and just oh but i uh yeah um, <laughs> i was like fuck you ridiculous um. but like the whole idea of her like uh like them wanting to save it it's like it's just it's uh i i don't know but in addition to all of that i will say that when chris pratt does his whole badass like knocking down the security guys at the auction thing
2: i
1: hated it
0: i I loved it because all I thought was like, I want everyone in this room to die because, you know, they, they set it up. Oh, they, they want to just. Okay. Know, I kind of
1: felt that. But it was the, I'm Chris Pratt and I'm going to take oh, down totally. every single one of you guys one at a time. Oh, yeah. It was, it, his it was, it was, a, it was just that moment. stupid trope where okay guys wait your turn we don't want to make this unfair it really was and, and like he would just <laughs> knock one guy out move on to the next one yeah. knock him out move on to the next one. like and it's just like guys we, we should be past this yeah
0: also the uh the whitley the character whitley the uh, uh what was the what was the velociraptor trainer's name in the first movie
1: i i don't remember oh,
0: the clever girl Anyway, this Whitley guy. Oh, you mean in, the, uh, in Jurassic Park? In, in oh, Jurassic Rubber Club, yeah. Muldoon. Muldoon, yes, yeah. yes. Um, it kind of, I felt like the Whitley guy was like an evil version of him or something, cause he kind of had like a, I don't know, a swagger an, an to accident. him. Yeah, maybe not so much the accent, but just like, he just had like a swagger to him. But. I can kind of see. Yeah. But like, I. Like, obviously, you know, he's going to double cross him in the jungle and everything. Right. We'll talk separately about the whole island thing. But when he goes into the cave... That made me so mad. I was so annoyed. Right. Uh, All right. First of all, you knew
1: when he took the tooth out of the Segasaurus Mm -hmm. that there was a reason why they're going to make him be this fucking tooth fairy of dinosaurs. And so this idiot... In all his wisdom, who's clearly an experienced uh, hunter, right. decides, oh, this genetically engineered dinosaur that I just shot with my trinket yeah, that's clearly... Like one trink yeah. with it. I'm going to just hop into this cage. Right. What could possibly go wrong? And then yep. it's
0: just like, nobody would make that stupid yeah. mistake. Oh, yeah. They just wouldn't. Yeah. They just need a reason for they the raptor to get out. Right. And, like, I would have been
1: better off if, like... I I don't know. The interraptor raptor like, chewed through a bar. Yeah. Like, that would have made not much sense, but more sense than this idiot. Like, I'm going to open this cage, get my tooth. Oh, yeah. The death scene of him was pretty cool, though. Except for the part where the fucking raptor's just fucking with him. Come on. That was
0: like, hey, my tail's up here.
1: Oh, what? Nothing, nothing. Oh, I'm asleep.
0: Stop. I I chuckle groaned at that a little bit. Because, like... I have I I have what I what I like to think is a refined sense of humor, <laughs> and um, I'm
1: pretty sure I just went stop and shook yeah. my head at that point. I was I was so done with the movie, yeah. Then I was just
0: yeah, and so uh, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say this because I'm I'm guessing you didn't stay for after the credits. No, but I was told. Did that, you hear uh, about I, it? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Do you know what it is exactly, or did you? Research? you just know that there was a?
1: I know that there was a, a. Like, what was it? I didn't. Oh, okay. I just know there was a scene. I didn't.
0: Okay. Know. There's um, there's a. I guess. Uh, yeah, because we're kind of jumping around, but um, it's a scene of two pterodactyls at night, um, flying around, and then I I didn't stop and say for it, but it's on someone bootlegged it on YouTube, uh-huh. but uh, then the camera pans out and it's the Vegas Strip. Oh, that's kinda of fun. So yeah. But it's like I like I heard that. It's like, oh, something about Vegas, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And like I'm thinking, like, oh, it's gonna be something like crazy. But it's nope, it's just two pterodactyls flying around.
1: Um I guess we all have to have an end credit scene anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. But um Jeff Goldblum, let's let's talk about him before we go back to the island. Um I'm glad that I knew that he was only in two scenes. Because it just felt like they were promoting it, like he was yeah, going to be a central figure.
1: I, I agree, and you guys talked about this on the last po- podcast, and mm-hmm. I, it was disingenuous of the advertising oh, yeah. for it. Oh yeah, like they they made a big deal that Joel, Jeff Goldblum was was back in the franchise. Yeah, I really enjoyed his scenes. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a g- very much within his character. Yeah. I found myself agreeing with him. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, as as much as I love the concept of living dinosaurs, I was, I like, I put myself in that position. Mm-hmm. If I were in this universe, I'd be like, I think I'd be on his side. Yeah, let nature take its course. Oh yeah, you know, let let the dinosaurs go. Yeah. Um, it's just a shame that he didn't have a more integral role. It would have been a right. lot better if nobody knew that he was in it.
0: Yeah. Oh, he,
1: totally. And he just happened to be in it. Yeah. the Yeah, I think that would have been a lot stronger, right? Um, Instead of just disappointing people, be like, "Well, here's your two scenes."
0: Yeah, I, I, I kind of take a lot of issue with the fact that the trailers have the last line of the movie in the trailers. (laughs) Yeah, like, come on! But I do, as silly and nonsensical and just stupid as this movie is. I kind of like the idea of it recontextualizing the name Jurassic World. Because the first one we had, Jurassic World, it's a theme park and everything. Now, literally, we are living in a Jurassic World.
1: All right. So I'll say this, and I'm ashamed to say it. Mm -hmm. With the ending of this movie, I find the concept of the next movie very intriguing. I kind of do,
0: too. Yeah, I... Yeah, I I I think they can
1: do some interesting things with having the dinosaurs officially loose Mm. within human society. Yeah. Like, I I would like to see a time jump movie. Definitely. Definitely. So Um, that's not going to happen because they're going to want Chris Pratt in it and they're they're not going to age Chris Pratt 30 years. Right,
0: unless they clone him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're a spitting image of Owen. Right. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, that, that'd be the movie I, I'd want to see next. Mm-hmm. But again, it, I'm ashamed to say it. I'm intrigued yeah. with what they're going to do.
0: Because at the end of the day, dinosaurs are pretty freaking cool. They are. And it's and, a spectacle. Yeah. And I, when done right,
1: it's it's a blast to see. But yeah. it just, I th- it wasn't done right. Right. Exactly. There were a couple good scenes. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love the stuff with the dome headed dinosaur. Yeah. I thought that was fun, yeah. Um,
0: fun blockbuster popcorn, shit. right? Yeah, yeah. but the, you know that's what a that's
1: what Jurassic Park is. Yeah, you know, let's not pretend that Jurassic Park is some you know philosophical right movie. It's well, it's a fun popcorn right. movie. It's a great story with mm-hmm. great concepts, and I'm not trying to you know minimize its impact right. on film or my life because it's had yeah. a great impact on my life. Oh yeah, but it's it's nothing that's gonna Change thought processes within the world.
0: The great thing about the first one for me is that it made. Like, it opened, like, for me, at least, as a kid seeing it, like, it opened up this entire world. Like, oh, Absolutely. dinosaurs, science, like, just, like, I go back watching it as an adult, I admire the shit out of the scene, the lunch scene, where they're all debating whether or not they should have, like, the whole Right. That's a like, great scene. Yeah, that's yeah. an amazing scene. And have you, have you read the books? Yes,
1: I've, okay. I've read Jurassic Park and Jurassic uh, Park 2, Lost World.
0: Yeah. I, I just recently listened to them on Audible, and like, I mean, they're really they're really strong books. They
1: are great books. Yeah, Um, it's it's been probably a decade and a half since I've read either Mm -hmm. of them, but they bring up a lot of good. uh, Oh, uh, what's we're looking for? Like debate or uh, (laughs) moral standing within within scientific advancement. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, and Michael Crichton's a very thoughtful writer, anyway. Mm -hmm. So that that's right up his alleys. Absolutely, and I, I really enjoyed that those portions of both of those books. And, and now, now I kind of want to go back and reread them. Cause yeah. I just, I remember I like, I, I read those books when I was in like sixth grade. Nice. Yeah. yeah that, they were so good. Nice.
0: Yeah. I really enjoyed them. Um, but to kind of circle back and go, go, well, go ahead. one more thing with yes. the, with the mansion mm-hmm. stuff.
1: So they brought back Henry, uh, yeah. the, the scientist, which I'm okay with. Right. But, What bothered me was all of a sudden he gets all high and mighty about them selling the Mm -hmm. Indoraptor. I'm like, you're the most fucking evil guy here. You're the one that's mangling uh, nature Mm -hmm. for profit. Don't act like uh, indignant now that he's like, well, I'm going to sell the Indigo. What did you think they were doing with the Indigo Indoraptor? Yeah. So don't. Like as big of a pompous ass as you came off in Jurassic World. Right. Just stop.
0: Also, the whole fervor over the Endoraptor and how everyone's bidding for it. Like they they were like everyone's like, Oh no, it's a prototype, it's not for sale. Which first of all, oh okay. A, a prototype? Yeah. And then also like I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it's like they're like getting super excited because they're like twenty million dollars. Right. <laughs> like, oh my god. Like you uh, know how rich you have to have been <laughs> to make dinosaurs. <laughs> it's just, oh my God. But, um, I, okay. So before we go to like the actual, what I thought were decent parts of the movie, um, the better this parts movie, of the movie, yeah, this movie focuses a lot on blue and Owen's connection. And I just want to say, while we're still talking about the house, um, the, maybe one of the more eye rolling moments for the entire movie for me, was the scene where Blue knows that everything's about to explode around. Oh, him. I know. He's like, it's, "Out of here!" Yeah, I'm like okay. <laughs> so Chris Pratt had his action movie action hero thing. <laughs> the, now, now the Blue does. Velociraptor has one too.
1: You know what, though, at this point, it wouldn't shock me if you know the Velociraptors start doing accounting. You know, right. they they just yeah. we get it. They're <laughs> they're smart.
0: Yeah, but. And, I, I, and I'll say this, and you, I'm like, not... Blue
1: had his like, karate moments, too. Oh, and yeah. I was like,
0: oh, yeah, stop it. Yeah. What I... And I... You're going to think that I'm joking, and you're going to think that... Like, I'm putting myself out there for ridicule from everyone listening to this podcast, but the scene in the bedroom where the Indoraptor is going after the girl, and then Owen is trying to, like, he's, you know, he's trying to get him away from, from her or whatever, and then Blue comes in and saves the day. I... I nah. it, it, was that the moment you were talking about? No, 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 Okay. No. no, definitely not. I mean, it's still, like, I was still pretty much checked out. But I felt, like, the connection between Blue and... I
1: thought I was an eye-roll moment, man. Well, I was just like... <sighs>
0: That and then also just like the, the, the videos of, of, now, him. now I, I will say
1: this. I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. the videos with Baby Blue. Right. I thought that was really neat. Cause while, while I don't find it utterly ridiculous that right. these, that this man has a connection with this mm-hmm. animal, I, I like, so seeing the background to it was intriguing to me. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Now I think they, they went a little far with. Sure. How capable blue is yeah but yeah th- that part i i did find mm. enjoyable
0: but and this this is not a joke as a cat owner oh, Jesus. no i it honestly resonated with me a little bit like a little part of me was like when when blue comes into the comes to the rescue i just imagined her and let and- me
1: just spoil this for you Pizza will never rescue you in any scenario. You don't know that.
0: <laughs> but like, I just imagined her in, in in the the voice I use for. I'm I'm secure enough to say the voice I use for pizza, saying like, "No, don't mess with my daddy." Like, yeah. I just imagined that. Like, she was, pizza. Are you hearing this? Yeah, sure I am. Yeah, he is um, anyway. She is. She sorry. Um, yeah, but no, I will. I will say when she hears someone outside, she does do a cat version of a growl. So. Yeah. Neville growls, so, well, too. That, he's also a dog. He's supposed to. Yeah, but I'm saying that... Cats they, are self-sufficient. Neville's not going to be people. able to save me from anything. You don't know that. You had a chicken for a while, and that chicken never attacked you.
1: That chi- I had to throw a snowball at that chicken to keep it from attacking Neville.
0: Well, I mean, you know, you're yeah. not as strong as pizza, but... Probably uh, not. Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, but yeah, she, gr- she growls at the door because yeah. she's protecting her daddy. Uh, Good job, pizza. But anyway. Yeah, all right. Thank you. Anyway. Is she on the desk? Yeah, she's oh, on the desk. She's weird. Uh, it's her Godzilla moment with all my pop figures. <laughs> but anyway, um, so let's talk about what I think is the movie's strongest sequences. And I agree um, that it is. Yeah, the island stuff, which, by the way, um, the idea of the active volcano erupting and everything is cool. But also, it's three years after Jurassic World, like, that park was doomed either way. Yeah. (laughs) Like.
1: I have, I'm not a geologist, mm -hmm. but I feel like they would have been able to know that that volcano was
0: probably going to become active. I don't know, because Hawaii they they know
1: that's an active volcano.
0: Yeah, but they didn't like. It's not like they're. It's not like they knew like. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna erupt or anything. Is that what you're saying, or just that it could potentially erupt?
1: I would never put a billion dollar theme park on an island that might erupt. Right. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Uh, that's fair. Like I've been to Hawaii. Mm. They don't put. Buildings and houses around areas that are likely to be swallowed by lava, sure like the eruption that just happened in in Hawaii there was like ten houses that got lost
0: that's true that's fair you yeah, how many dinosaurs
1: all of them yeah all gone <laughs> um my it, one of the biggest issues and I had with the the island sequences mm. so the movie starts off that the whole world is watching this transpire like yeah. every every news outlet is pretty much filming this island because the last remaining dinosaurs from this experiment are about to die in right. this volcanic explosion you have every news outlet with a camera pointed at this goddamn island and nobody saw this corporation go in and start rounding up dinosaurs and putting them on a goddamn boat that's actually a really good point. That, that... made me so mad. <laughs> like they literally wow. make it a point to show news cameras right. filming the entire island, except for this wow. part. Wow,
0: that did not. I did not even. That did not even register. Uh, that with
1: me. that bothered me. Wow. so
0: much. And that's true. That is that is true. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but there's these things called satellites. Uh huh.
1: They also can show images of live feeds. Right. Turns out the news corporations have access to that too. Mm-hmm.
0: That's that's a fair point. That's yes. a fair point. The, I know it is. Yeah. <laughs> the actual mission I thought was cool. The escape I okay. The escape was cool. I I, I enjoyed it visually, like the whole yes. it, it geosphere was, thing. It was well done. In yes. the water. That was well done. Except for the
1: T Rex saving the day again. Right, right. So, all right, and here's here's an issue with me. Mm-hmm. All right, so every single one of these dinosaurs instinctively are running away from the explosion because mm-hmm. that's what any animal would do. That's what right. a human would do. That's what they would feel the danger. Mm-hmm. This T Rex is just gonna stop. Like, oh fuck, I better save these idiots. I mean, yeah. <sighs> no, that T Rex would just keep running. Right. No, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna pick a fight with this dinosaur. Right. Fuck this guy. <laughs> so stupid
0: yeah also i thought that it was really silly for owen to be just like you know under the the trank and then like him waking then, up. Boom. Boom. yeah uh, yeah and him waking up to lava coming at him like in theory it's an interesting like escape but it's just it felt too weird because like he can't move correctly here's the so. thing
1: that trank was designed to knock out a dinosaur mm-hmm and then a two hundred pound yeah. man is going to come to after a few minutes,
0: right? No, that's 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 and
1: again, that's and I might be being too picky about right. it because we you have to have a suspension of disbelief, yeah. But it and makes
0: it contrived,
1: it, it a little bit, and yeah. it now the escape sequence with him was it was kind of neat, visually mm-hmm. uh, appealing too. but yeah. you know, it's just I have a I, I can't overlook everything right so and that that
0: part was just kind of like okay and if easy. the plot isn't engaging enough you're gonna look for those true inconsistencies
1: now I, I did enjoy the part with claire and franklin and the girl inside or not the girl the girls with owen but mm-hmm. claire and franklin inside the bunker is it
0: franklin or malcolm franklin franklin okay okay yeah
1: I, I know it's Franklin because I made it a point to remember his name because I really hated his character. Oh,
0: my God, yes. He was
1: obnoxious from yeah, the word go. Both
0: him and, and
1: – I didn't hate the girls much, but I did hate – I still hated her. Yeah, well, she, they she just felt a,
0: like just uh, tacked cardboard cutout yeah, right. sidekick characters. But I did like that bunker scene. Like just – I liked the um, – Reveal of the dinosaur. I did too. I thought yeah. that was really cool.
1: I don't even know what kind of dinosaur it was, but I, it was neat. I don't know either. Yeah, so. Yeah. I'm not a paleontologist. Yeah.
0: An outdoor raptor. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, that was cool. Like, there were some, like, visual flourishes to the movie that I, I actually enjoyed. Right. Um,. That – and then the scene that I was talking about was the scene when they're leaving the island and you see the brontosaurus. Getting... Um,
1: now, I will correct you on was this. It, is there it brachiosaurus? No, There's no such thing as brontosaurus. Okay. It, brontosaurus was a composite of, of many different uh, long-necked dinosaurs. Okay. Uh, All right. That was a brachiosaur.
0: Brachiosaur. I don't know why okay. I know that, that weird tidbit. I think it's – yeah. I, but, I, I learned something today. Yeah, whatever. So the brachiosaur – um, yes, I, that was a good. That was a that good was, sequence. Just the too. imagery of it right. was really cool. I agree. Um, and like it was, it was poignant to it a was, extent. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, the you are not getting any on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, you
1: know, and the uh, the imagery of the dinosaurs falling into the water too. That was, oh yeah, that, that was kind of haunting. Yeah. You know, so was, you feel bad for them. Yeah. You
0: know? These animals that you know didn't ask to be brought back. Hey, right.
1: there was some veggie eaters in there. That's, okay, that's true. So yeah, they didn't true. hurt anybody, right? Except for unless you're like, oh, grass has rights too. That
0: well, you know, yeah. If you cut grass, it has that smell. That, that's right. That's it's crying hurt. out for yeah. help. So, oh yeah. Did you not see the happening? I mean, <laughs> come on. I, I wish I hadn't, but <laughs> uh, yes, I did. Um. So yeah. So that that whole sequence, I thought was was one of the high points of the movie, and. Yeah, but then it just went. I didn't like off the, the deep end. Like you, you knew the hunter was a dick, mm-hmm. but the whole t-
1: the turn. I, I just I,
0: yeah, I was just like, eh, it's expected. Yeah, it's just silly. Like mm. we're
1: we're not gonna, no one's gonna kill anybody on this right. endeavor, and that. I, I would never have believed that you know the the rich guy that wants to be richer would. Mm advocate okay well we're gonna bring this expert on here just make sure he doesn't come back
0: right like no like Uh, the whole plot of it like the their whole idea like it's uh, it oh god it's it's ridiculous like also why do they why do they need the dinosaurs because they can just make their own other ones like no, I, i don't have a problem
1: with his reasoning for the expedition or mm-hmm. his cover reason for the expedition yeah that you know you have a new sanctuary that to, to, yeah that, that's that's a very neat idea that you know leave the dinosaurs alone these are the last living dinosaurs mm-hmm. we're no longer gonna make dinosaurs yeah. and we'll let the last ones live out their life in peace on this island yeah. secluded that's a very cool concept yeah okay i get that
0: i like that th- the term, like, de-extinction, like, or de-whatever they used. To no, I don't describe recall. It. Yeah, they said something like, I, I, I don't know, it's like de-extinction or something, or extinction I don't know. De- but um, it's not extinction Right. Yeah. But yeah, it just, I, I, I need to be richer. No, yeah.
1: Do you, do you, it's,
2: it's, do you No, how, you
1: don't. Like, how much money do you need? Right. Like, Ugh. you you have the money... You, you're working for you, – you work for a man, okay? Mm. A man that's dying. Yeah. And you're probably going to be in charge of the financial aspects of this man's life yeah. when he's dead. And that's billions of dollars.
0: Right. What
1: possibly – what What could more money possibly do for you?
0: Right. Ugh. It's – god, this movie. It, like that just obviously doesn't make any sense. Um. Also, just like why they get the dinosaurs and like that's cool. Oh, okay, they have the dinosaurs and everything. Like, I mean, why instantly sell them? Right. Like, you would think that they would, you know, run tests. They would, they would start making extras so they can have. Like, if they if they need like a couple extra million here and there, they can sell the new ones. I, I also have here. Here's a
1: couple of issues I also take with the whole auction part of this. Mm. Okay. So, obviously, you have all these nefarious characters that are trying <laughs> to buy dinosaurs. And I'm thinking you got, like, terrorists or, yeah. or gangs mm. in third rural countries or dictatorships. Like, and I'm trying to picture myself like ISIS with this fucking Stegosaurus. What is- <laughs> <laughs> he doing with it like yeah, it's like, yeah we got a psychsaurus right <laughs> fuck to <the> fire <fly>, no <laughs> and i'm also and as a practical point mm-hmm. how are these nefarious characters going to get these dinosaurs out of the united states
3: yeah, yeah
1: you're not right. gonna put it in your goddamn carry-on right i'm I sure you know if
0: they'll clear customs your
1: shipping anything? has to have manifests as i'm pretty sure customs is gonna take notice right. to the giant fucking container yeah what's in that
0: DVDs. Right. Oh, okay. I saw season two of The Wire. I know all about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, it like just it doesn't make any sense why they would need it. Also, like you have all like you said, all these nefarious people grouped together, like there's no bad blood between right. any <laughs> <right>. <laughs> like, <laughs> You don't think you don't think Russia's over there looking at China right. and be like, hey. hey.
1: Like you see Putin like throw spitballs right. and <laughs> at, at <laughs> fucking Jong moon yeah it's just yeah it, like it it was almost really dumb like an austin powers yeah. bad guy oh yeah setup movie
0: and it's just oh yeah just laughably bad right laughably bad um and then so i mean island cool stuff um sidekicks did nothing for me the opening sequence i thought with some issues like there were a couple issues with it but like for the most part that opening scene of them going in getting the uh um, indominus rex bone and then getting attacked by the t-rex and and you know getting swallowed up by the sea creature thing you know i
1: i I almost completely forgot about that scene and i will say this i quite
0: enjoyed that part me too and i think a lot of that is just i mean the the it's night it's dark it's creepy it was, it's it was very stormy.
1: It was very reminiscent of the first scene in the original with mm-hmm. them uh getting the raptor
0: into the pen. yeah shooter shoot
2: off
0: yeah um <laughs> yeah that was a good scene yeah the one complaint is uh the guy like the guy who lost communication and the people in the helicopter are yelling at him to hurry because there's a fucking T-Rex yeah. right behind him, <laughs> and he's like, "What? I can't, I can't hear, hear you. you." This fucking ninja T-Rex <laughs> like, is sneaking up on me. Like, no, not- but you know, the
1: the same argument can be made in the first one too. It's like that T-Rex did an awfully good job of sneaking into this building. That's and, true,
0: and- but also. You see, like, you, you've you had, you've been communicating with these people in a helicopter. Suddenly, you look up, and you see them yeah. screaming. Panicking.
1: I was like, I, pro- I better get my yeah. ass moving.
0: You're on an island yeah. with fucking dinosaurs. Right. What possibly could they be yeah. talking about? Oh, God. Yeah. All they, right. better I'll not have, the- they better not have spilled my yogurt on there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, g- I'll give you that. Yeah,
1: But, you know, what? to be honest, that was probably the most enjoyable part of the movie. For oh, me.
0: yeah. It was just the way that it was filmed and... And the way that it played out was was really good, and the, it set a good tone that the movie just did not. Yeah, it didn't meet. fulfill. Yeah, so. This so, a shame. Yeah, so we kind of mementoed this review. Yeah, we did, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Um, that's fine. Yeah, so the trailers before the movie. <laughs> um, no, so kind of overall. Um, where would you rank this in the franchise? Um, well, it. Jurassic
1: World was better. Um, I can't, you know what? I think I would even say, uh, Jurassic Park 3 was better. And Jurassic Park 3 was just a, a sequence of events pulled from different ideas into a movie. Yeah.
2: Interesting.
1: Um, I'm gonna have to say this is the worst one
0: for me. Interesting. I, see, I don't, I don't think I can forgive. Jurassic Park three because I was at least somewhat interested with some of the sequences in this movie. Like, like, you I know said, what? That's fair. Movie. I'll, yeah.
1: I'll change that. Jurassic park three is the worst. Cause there, there were some concepts that, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Jurassic park three is the worst. that mm. That is a giant pile of garbage too. Yeah.
0: But I, this movie is not better than Jurassic world. And I did not like Jurassic world. Right. Even though it made me, even though this movie made me think of my cat, <laughs> um i just i couldn't get behind it um yeah and ugh. like it was funny because you mentioned that you saw it you texted me and said that it wasn't good and everything and then i was like okay well i'm just i'm not gonna see it i'm just I, fuck it i don't care yeah it's one of those ones you kind of have to go see it yeah though. especially and, yeah and i had no intention of seeing it and then a list happened <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like oh well you know there's gonna be a
1: lot of movies that I see that I never intended to oh yeah because of A-list oh yeah and well, that's gonna all joking aside Uncle Drew will not be one of them
0: <laughs> well wait for its Oscar post <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> and you'll go back and see it I'll get an
1: Oscar nod for makeup
0: yeah there was there was a headline that was like uh Uncle Drew has something has something in common with Space Jam and it's not basketball and I'm like I don't care enough to click this (laughs) like this is a weird i'm like i believe you right moving on (laughs) um so yeah so jurassic world fallen kingdom not good you said that you're intrigued by the the premise yeah i am
1: and it makes me mad that i am
0: yeah yeah and i'll probably see it probably but yeah, just was not a fan. Also, probably the most egregious thing that it did was, granted, it didn't have the kids back from Jurassic World, but <laughs> we... <laughs> I want to know what happened to that yeah, marriage. <laughs> exactly. We've gone through two movies. We still don't know if they're divorced or not. Is the brachiosaur part the part where you're talking about that was the... Oh, yeah. Okay, the, Just right. the shot Oh, of it, okay, yeah. Uh, which I just thought that was just beautiful. It was a beautiful shot. Yeah.
1: It was a beautiful shot.
0: Um, Yeah, and... You know, Chris Pratt has the charisma to make me more interested in the movie, but the, I don't, they don't let him out. True, yeah. And, uh, and the script did nothing. Like, like it just felt so stilted. Like the comic relief that's supposed to be comic relief just felt so stilted and just yeah. not not effective for me.
1: So, like the yeah. the one scene that I really thought was very Chris Prattish was the uh, part, and they had it in the trailer where he's like, mm-hmm. "If I don't come back, just." No, I'll be all right. Yeah, like, I, that, that, that that was good. That was very that was very Chris Pratt. That was very Chris Pratt thing, uh, and it was well delivered. And and
0: when it happened in the
1: movie, I'm like,
0: all right, right, that's, that's a good line. It that's it's it a good, good line. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that'll do it for our review yeah, of Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Can't wait to see it again. Oh God. Well, that's the thing with with list I'm gonna leave here and go see yeah, it. Yeah. Right. Um, and so we're going to round out the show with uh, with a section on potpourri, which is our section of the podcast where we talk about whatever we want, as long as it smells good, things we're looking forward to, things we've seen, uh, just anything we want. Before we get to our parts of uh, potpourri, um, I do want to mention, because we talked about Vegas, what – like when it comes to traveling, like being on the airplane and stuff, do you like – bring movies with you do you like what I, I What did da- you watch on this trip on trip?
1: this trip on the way there i uh downloaded my digital copy of baby driver oh nice watched it and i have a nintendo switch mm-hmm. so that's great for travel nice and on the way back i didn't i was na- unable to download anything else mm-hmm. uh for time constraints sure and so i just rented uh, game night
0: oh okay how was that it was fun. Yeah. You know, it
1: was, it, okay. I would, I'd probably never go out of my way to watch it again, but there was, mm. it was enjoyable. Nice. Um, I'll tell you who had the, who had the best role in it though was, uh, ah, oh, what's his name? Uh, Jesse, Jesse Pointon. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, he was hilarious. Nice. And in a dry, like creepy sort of way. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was a fun character.
0: I watched about 15 minutes of it and then I, I was just dozing off, so yeah. I, I couldn't finish it, but I'm going to have to go back and watch it.
1: Yeah. Like it's,
0: especially for a plane ride. Yeah, like
1: it, it was sure it occupied the time and I enjoyed it. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Interesting. So this was the first time I've been like on a plane and since the last time I went to Vegas actually. So it's been a few years and uh, I, on the way there, Oh, on the way there, I just listened to audiobooks. So I was listening to do Mickey by Stephen King. Um, check out tower junkies. It'll probably have a new episode at some point in the future. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then on the way back, I was just so just out of it. Like I had downloaded a bunch of stuff to my tablet. Yeah. Um on Netflix and then also on Amazon Prime, I had like like the full season of Lore and a few things on Amazon Prime that uh like Escape from New York and a couple other movies. And then on Netflix I had downloaded uh most of the first season of Mindhunter which I'll go ahead and spring into my potpourri. I watched the first season of Mindhunter oh, yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, watched the first few episodes on the airplane. And then, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's Have you have you watched Mindhunter? No. Okay. So Mindhunter is based on a book from two um, FBI profilers who, like, they, they – spearheaded my understanding is that they spearheaded the idea of fbi profiling in like the 70s so it's at a time where people just think like okay crime is there's nothing psychological about crime it's just you know they're uh, heat of the moment passion killings and stuff there's no like like the concept of a serial killer doesn't exist right and like someone that's compelled just by their by their brain chemistry is unheard of so Mindhunter is based on the book which is a true account um and it is basically taking those two uh, uh those two subjects and making like fictionalized versions of them so not like they're not the same people but they're sure. kind of stand-ins. Right. So it kind of tracks I don't remember the characters names but the main guy is this kind of quiet reserved um kind of boyish kind of guy that he is, he's the one that's kind of bringing like this to the attention of everyone. Like, why don't we research this stuff? And then the, his kind of partner who he partners up with is this kind of grizzled old, like kind of uh, FBI investigator who they basically team up and then they have a third person who's a, a psychologist or something that's helping with the research. So it's basically the first season is them going through and interviewing murderers um, to get a sense of what they've done and like why they do what they do. And what's fascinating <clears throat> is that the characters that they interview are tr- like the characters are based on real serial right. killers. And so there is one in particular, um, Ed Kemper, who the actor portraying him was in I, Tonya. He played the bodyguard, um, in i Tanya. okay yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah i love oh, yeah. that movie he is so amazing in the show is he like he just goes like you can you can he has such a grasp on that character and it's fascinating because it's a real serial killer like he had to like research this actual serial killer did they say who it was or? Uh, ed kemper And they, like, that's the actual guy's name. Okay. And, like, I guess there's, like, videos that compare, like, the actual, like, interviews with Ed Kemper with his performance. And it's, like, it's very close. Really? Yeah. And so that's kind of the standout. That's the one that gets the most screen time. But a lot of the show is just them going and talking to different people who've committed different heinous acts that are all based on, like, real, like, our actual people that in the 70s murdered most people. So and there's a lot of stuff with like their, how it affects their home life and stuff. And it's kind of their, that kind of standard dramatic sure. thing
1: procedure, cop procedural. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: the thing that, and I, and I want to dance around it because I don't want to spoil anything, but there is a kind of running thing throughout the season that like after, after the first or couple episodes, the episodes start, um, like the beginning of the episode is the, uh, short cold open. Most of them are like 30 seconds of right. just this random guy doing just innocuous things. So he's just like, you get the sense of like, Oh, he's got some, he's got some fucked up shit going on and that he's like one of the people that they're going to be chasing and everything. So as it, as the season progresses, I'm sitting here formulating ideas like, like when did this serial killer do? Like when was he active? Is are they hinting at this serial killer? Is that what season two is going to be about? and then by the end of it they it doesn't resolve itself in a way that's satisfying and like they don't it's it's nothing like it doesn't come together in a way that um that pays off in really any way and it is based on some truth and like googling it like i i had to google to find out like what they were doing because it was so vague right. and nondescript i didn't know and like reading it, i was like so let down cuz it's a very Oh, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's it's like um, it's it's a high profile thing that they're doing, but the circumstances of it feels like like why are they introducing this in any way at this point in the show? Like it it makes no sense for how they're gonna go in future seasons. Like it it's not like it's it's not as clean cut as like oh this is a serial killer that was active like the year after this season is set, so right. the next season is gonna be them chasing him it's like something completely different and it doesn't it doesn't make sense as far as putting together a narrative for future seasons um that's as much as i'll say because that's that's vague yeah, that's very vague yeah but i don't i don't want to spoil it but um but yeah overall performances are really good it's a very interesting show and how many episodes uh 10 um one thing that i did have a problem with though is that it doesn't seem to really dive into the psychology of it. Like, it feels like the show... I wouldn't say is dumbing down the stuff, but it's like, it's a lot of, like, them talking to the serial killers and them having, like, a creepy, like, oh, I i <laughs> murdered my mother and decapitated her, and then had... Kind of uh, like Clarice
1: and yeah. uh, Hannibal Lecter?
0: Yeah, but it's none, none of... Like, they go back to their, like, their office and stuff, and it's not like they're sitting there thinking, like... They're not really talking through like the mental processes of this stuff, mm. or like they're not theorizing on it. It's just like, okay, we're just compiling all this data, and then you know, we'll Move figure. Move on it out. to the next. Guy. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, that's it,
1: kind of weird. I, yeah, you would think I, that they would kind of delve into circumstances of what brought that man to be.
0: Absolutely, and and like they do to an extent, but it's not like it's very kind of straightforward it's not like in a scientific way or anything it kind of feels like maybe it is kind of dumbing it down for the audience or maybe they were afraid to get too science heavy right um and so so they kind of erred on the side of caution but i kind of felt like you know they were having these really intense scenes with people who have done terrible things like i kind of want to know more about that like in terms of the psychology of it so yeah, that's
1: kind of what I where I thought you were going with the premise of the show. It's, yeah. That part would be intriguing to me too.
0: Oh yeah. But it's still a good show. I recommend checking it out. It's on Netflix. They have been renewed for a season 2. And uh yeah, it's 10 episodes for a season. It's uh it's a really it's an engaging watch. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So what do you have for free?
1: Uh so it'd be my first movie that I saw with the A-list and that'd nice. be Sicario. Day of the Sold- Soldado, which yes. is Spanish for sh- soldier. And you
0: were pretty excited about this movie. Well, I,
1: fairly all right, so I've had a uh, kind of a roller coaster relationship with Sicario. Mm-hmm. I went to go see it uh, originally. And when I went to go see the movie, I remember it just getting amazing reviews. Like right. the reviews were saying, you know, movie of the year, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I walked out of the movie and... I thought it was good, but I I took issues with a lot of things uh, in the movie. One of of my biggest gripes was how naive this FBI agent and uh, SWAT commander of Mm -hmm. an FBI team was to how things run on at the border. Right. And so – I didn't give up much thought. Um, I, I, remember one of the striking things of the, f- the first movie was the visuals and the, uh, the shots of Juarez and of the, of West Texas and mm-hmm. how beautiful that was. And that, that's kind of like a staple of, uh, this screenwriter's, uh, movies. Cause he, yeah. he also did, uh, Hell or High Water and, right. and, uh, um,
0: uh, Wind River. Wind River, yes, yeah. uh, very. Taylor Sheridan, I think. Yes, I
1: think. Uh, very cinematic uh, landscapes. Mm-hmm. So that was my big takeaway of the movie, and it had, had the the border scene, the shootout scene was fantastically shot too, and, mm-hmm. uh, and some other things. And all the uh, Benicio del Toro's character Alejandro also love yeah. love his character in that movie. So it, kind of forgettable for me at that point. Mm-hmm. Well, then I see that they are coming out with a sequel. Mm-hmm. And I see the previews of the sequel. I'm like, you know what? That, that looks intriguing. Yeah. Cause, you know, it wasn't like a, when I first saw that they were doing a sequel, it, I took it as a directed DVD uh, type of deal. Yeah. And then I saw, well, they got Catherine Keener. They have mm-hmm. Josh Brolin back. They have Benicio del Toro back. So, and then I saw the preview. I'm like, you know what? That actually looks pretty solid. Mm-hmm. So I'll go back and I'll rewatch Sicario again in preparation for this. In doing so, I talked to my brother a little bit about it, and he brought more perspective to the f- first movie uh, than I originally gave credit for, and that was the concept of the FBI agent. Uh, my brother also in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, my whole family in law enforcement. But speaking to Peter and some other people, it turns out FBI agents are kind of like that. Really? Are extremely – like maybe they're not all naive but they just don't have the field experience that i kind of expected uh, them to have, have. and okay. that they, they're they all kind of jumpy for the most part and aren't really all that well versed on field interactions because okay. it's it's an investigative bureau right not so much an action-oriented yeah. bureau in
0: well i don't i don't know so don't speak out of turn so yet.
1: having sp- spoken with my brother, my dad as well, who's actually worked very closely with federal agents. Mm. I kind of have a new perspective on her character. Okay. And so I can appreciate that more. So I went back and I watched it and some of the things I took issue with, I found to make more sense the second time through. Okay. So I came out of the second viewing, like really enjoying it. Okay. To the point where I think I'm going to go buy it now. Nice. So that got me preparation for the sequel.
0: Okay.
1: Now, uh, broad strokes on it, uh, I thought it was enjoyable. Uh, it's not as good as the first one, but there's still a lot of things to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Premise of the movie is there's a te- there's a terrorist attack in the United States that's been linked to uh, the smuggling of people over the border. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the premise that how some how these Islam- Islamic terrorists got over was smuggling. From, uh, basically through Europe to Africa to Mexico and up through the border to Mexico. Okay. And so the government is now trying, the whole premise is that because of the smuggling, Mexican cartels are now on the list of terrorist organizations. Okay. So they bring Josh Brolin's character in who works for the CIA mm-hmm. to kind of kickstart a turf war with the cartels okay to give more validity towards the making them a terrorist organization okay so they bring josh brolin's character in and like people might think that this sort of thing is a little too nefarious for u.s government to be involved in i don't feel that way i feel like that the our government. For better, or for worse, has a lot of hands into a lot of things that they shouldn't, and right. probably carry out a lot of operations uh, along these same lines. Mm-hmm. And history has shown that because they've done that numerous times in other parts of the world, right? So, it to me that part is was believable, and uh, I, I felt like the the way they go about it was intriguing. The uh, original movie trailers I saw made me believe that they were trying to make it more action-oriented. That's the vibe I got. That was not
0: the case. Okay, good. So it's,
1: it is it is a very methodical uh, take on the progression of this new war for the okay. United States. Now, they're not it's not to say that there aren't action set pieces because there are. Mm-hmm. And they're very well done. They also, if you remember in the first one, they make it a point to – uh, show you the life of some of they start off with a child who, right. and whose dad's a federale. Mm-hmm. So they kind of do that again with this time. He's the, the perspective is from a child. That's he's not a child. He's a teenager in this movie, but he's an American citizen, but he's Mexican as well. Okay. And so it kind of brings you into the world through his eyes as well. And I thought that his, his path through the movie I thought was very intriguing, and I liked how it ended up uh, crossing paths with the rest of the movie. Okay. So I'm not going to give away like everything that happens and right. what the government decides to do to try to kickstart this war. But I will just say this. Uh, they're clearly building towards a third. Really, And so okay. I was kind of let down because there's some things that I did not think that they wrapped up well enough for me. Okay. that that I wanted to see uh kind of come to a conclusion and I think they could have okay um but on the other hand Josh Brolin also kills it again in this mm-hmm. he's fantastic in his role okay. and Benicio del Toro I love his character Alejandro in this movie mm-hmm. I love his motivations um as a uh, as a hitman And the the first one, you find out that he was a lawyer in Mm Colombia whose family was killed by uh, the cartels. Right. And so he takes it upon himself to train and makes it his mission to pretty much go and and get revenge. Mm -hmm. And so the U.S. government kind of uses him as an asset in certain situations. Okay. Well, his his capacity is the same in the sequel, Mm -hmm. but you get more into his character uh, as a person in this one than you do in the first one. So it – it's very interesting seeing kind of like his background, his relationship with his old family, mm-hmm. and you get that through the eyes of uh, this child, uh, okay. th- this girl that's kind of like thrown in the mix into this whole scenario. And She's right. kind of the premise behind the uh, U.S. government's operation, okay. but you get a lot of screen time between this girl and Benicio del Toro, and that's kind of the more intriguing portions of the movie. Okay, and through through their interactions and through their story path, you actually get a good idea of what it's like for the uh, the migrants to make it through, uh, to try to get across the border. And I really enjoy that aspect of the movie too. Interesting. So it's 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 a very good movie, and I'm kind of curious. Like, I might do it like I did with the first one and wait a couple of years before I see it again okay. and see if it I go the same along the lines and end up liking it more.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, yeah, it's it a very satisfying sequel. I, I still enjoy the first one more. But it I was surprised to find that it was not, in fact, the action-heavy… Uh, Straight-to-DVD. Right. Vibe. So it yeah. it was actually pretty methodical and pretty thought-provoking nice so.
0: and i i had the like i've i texted you a lot <laughs> about my thoughts on the trailer right like, it really felt like if if benicio del toro and josh brolin and uh katherine keener weren't in that in the trailers like i, I would have i wouldn't have seen it the mark yeah the marketing would like looked so much like it was just a straight to D right even like the poster with like the
1: uh, yeah the with skull, the the, the american flag and the uh, mexican flag and the guy holding the guns yeah it, yeah it like they really put that that forth now there's probably more action in this one than there was Sure. In the first one, but it's not like just. Boom,
0: but it's not. Michael. It's yeah. not
1: Michael Bade. Okay. Like there, there's a lot of good, uh, there, there, like a lot of great scenes that have nothing to do with action.
0: Okay. Nice. So yeah, I'm I after hearing your thoughts on it, I might actually go check it out. Well, they're um, on the A list now, so exactly. You might as well. And that's the thing. I'm kind of nervous about that because if it resets on Friday, like I have one more reservation I can make. But like if I if I see it on like say Thursday. And then say that I want to see Ant-Man and the Wa- – well, I guess that That doesn't, doesn't make come make
1: out until – yeah, it then not come out until the 12th anyway.
0: No, I thought it comes out this weekend.
1: No, 4th of July weekend. I don't think so.
0: I'm I almost it, positive I it, it comes out. I thought it came out on the 12th. Oh, no, I know for a fact it comes out because I checked today. Because uh, both uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Won't You Be My Neighbor are out. Won't You Be My Neighbor already came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean it came out a couple weeks ago. But I want to see both, and I was checking the, uh, times and everything. Yeah, the Wasp comes out this I weekend. I thought it came out on the 12th. Nope. Um... Oh, fuck me, then. yeah, It's okay. We can't all be as genius mm. as me. It's true. Uh, you're right. Yeah. And you're right. It comes out this week. Okay. Yep. Well, all right, then. So... Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. Um... So yes, yeah, so I think that will do it for this episode of the Obsessive viewer uh next time I don't know what am man the wasp or and or extended Potpourri because I need to get tiny back in here and you need to get tiny back. I'm talking about yeah. it. I don't want our listener listeners to think that uh you know tiny and I had some horrible falling out, and that's why we took two months off and that's why the two episodes we've had since the hiatus have been with guests um and not with tiny so.
1: You know, mm-hmm. I drove by a tiny's house the other day. I saw a very weird effigy of a uh, look. It looked a little like you, but he was just like beating it
0: unmercifully
1: oh. with a baseball bat. And I thought maybe it's just tiny's working out.
0: Well, yeah, I mean that's definitely possible. Yeah. I, you know, I sometimes sometimes I drive by his house and I, I kind of look in the windows because I mean i I just want to make sure that I don't see like a silhouette of him sitting with a microphone. Is <laughs> right? that everything. son of a bitch? Right? Um yeah, so Tiny, if you're listening, I miss you. And <laughs> I'm not sorry. No there's not there's no bad blood. There's no there's it's it's he'll be back. It's okay. So anyway. Um thank you so much for coming back on the show. Thank you Vegas. for having me. Yeah, and for not um facilitating my alcohol poisoning in Vegas. You're welcome. So that's, uh, that's what I was thinking of we'll yeah. we'll make it up to each other in beers. We will, we will. Um, yeah. So having said all that and anything you want to say before? Nope. Any I'm, good. Thoughts? I'm good. Yeah. good. Right. Great. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, so she'll be back, uh, fairly soon. I don't know. We'll see. But today we have Mr. Robert feckus, frequent guest and, uh, Oscar, um, (laughs) uh, wager. Let's be clever about this. Denier. Um, denier? I don't know. Uh, backer, outer, backer,
1: outer. Yeah. Look, there was just so much alcohol being thrown around. We really didn't need the shots. I do regret not getting the frozen drink.
0: You know, I did a little bit. I, I did regret that. But that last day I was just like, uh, like I was sitting there thinking like, oh, I should probably say something to Fecus about the drink. And then I was like, well, <laughs> no, I think it's OK. I did get that Dole Whip. Oh, yeah. One, though. a so, $25 Dole Whip.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I think I didn't I put my own rum into that? I don't
0: know. Actually. I think I did. I yeah. think I put my own rum into that. But, yeah, that was, that was tasty. That was good. I'd never had yeah. Dole Whip before. Me neither. And then I was regretting it because after the second – after the first day at the pool um, – or, like, the last day that we were at the pool, I was like, oh, I'm going to switch it up and get a mojito. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is delicious. Why was oh, I not yeah. doing this?
1: Mojitos are, are yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah.
0: So. Whew, my pool – tab
1: at the end oh when i checked god. out was rough
0: yeah and see mine was too but not probably not as rough, rough as yours probably because, not as rough as mine <laughs> yeah but like for me and my financial situation it was like oh my god true, true. yeah uh it was bad but so, it was a lot of fun
1: it, it was, i had a great time yeah. uh, I, I will say this in principle the cabana was a good idea, but I yeah. don't think I would do it again because we just never spent any time. Oh it. yeah. It was it was a place it, to put our stuff.
0: Yeah. And it was good for the those of us that were severely hung over that day. Yeah. It was good for that. But I mean, yeah, we just spent the whole day in the pool. We <laughs> we really did. And yeah. yeah, I probably
1: wouldn't do it again unless I'm there with the wife and yeah. it it was that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But it was neat to have for yeah. just the experience. Yeah, but we we didn't utilize, like we kept the TV on just for you know right. we might as well yeah. waste electricity and we ne- we didn't use the beer pong table. We barely I, used I, our I waitress. That
0: there was I forgot that there was even a beer pong table there.
1: Right, and I feel um, I'm going to backtrack. I feel like we barely use our waitress sounded bad. Right. We we barely utilized the wait services provided to us by there the you cabana. Go. I just kept on going up to the bar myself. Yeah. Um, but you know though it was it was cool for the for the thing, but yeah. I, I don't think I'd ever do it again.
0: Yeah, same here. I think the big thing about it was uh was that it didn't have any it didn't have like any bottle service built in or any kind of right. water included in the deal. And that,
1: I feel like that would have made a difference, but it also obviously would have made a difference in the price since bottle yeah. service was the cheapest bottle was like a hundred bucks, which yeah, is that's uh, true. outrageous. Yeah. for a $12 bottle of vodka. Right. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. So after the day of the cabana, um when everyone's leaving and everything, I'm I'm getting my stuff from the cabana and I'm walking down like down the side of the pool and like there's this guy, like security was at the like we were on like the end I think end cabana? No, we were yeah. we had a middle cabana. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, the one on the end by the middle uh bar area. Uh-huh. Um there was a guy there that was, like, very – like, he was livid in, like, yelling, talking about how it's such a waste of money and how they charge this much for a bottle of just cheap-ass vodka and stuff. And, like, security was there, like, ready to escort him out and stuff. Here's the thing. Bottle service is always ridiculous. It shouldn't yeah. come
1: as a shock to you. Right. That bottle service is pricey. Yeah. That's bottle service. Right. Like, you – don't get bottle service at the alcohol aisle in Walmart. Right. You get it as a status thing yeah. to show people, look at all the money I'm throwing around. Right. And that's why I never get it. I, yeah. I, I know ahead of time it's fucking ridiculously priced. Right. right. So that's why yeah. I snuck mine into my alcohol <laughs> in with
0: uh, fake suntan lotion bottles. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked out. Yeah. So you're listening to Vegas cast. Yeah. <laughs> and- <laughs> um, but no, we did have a wager. Um, so for, for background, if you go, if you guys go back and listen to the episode where we recount the, or we go through the Oscar nominees, we did have a wager where each pick that we got wrong, the other one would have to buy a shot in Vegas. So I did the, I did the math and it was, I was to do seven shots, Fecus, you were to do six and we each owed each other a, uh, frozen, specialty frozen, frozen drink, frozen drink. And uh, yeah, so I was all I was all. Gu- this is what surprised me. I was so gung ho about it, and then you were so quick to be like, "Nah, that's too much." And I thought, like, did we just did we just do like a body swap, Freaky Friday thing? Here, here's
1: here's the thing. First of all, we were drinking a lot of alcohol anyway. We were that so is true. adding shots to that. You got to be smart in Vegas. Yeah, and two, if you want to get real. If you're gonna buy me a shot in Vegas, it's gonna be at least ten, more like fifteen
0: bucks. That's true. Were you prepared to buy five or seven fifteen dollars shots? And see that plus a twenty dollars frozen drink. See that's where I was gonna go super cheap and go to a convenience store, get a bottle and just. Poor shots there. Ugh. Get like a couple bottles.
1: No, see, uh, I'm not in college anymore. If I'm doing a uh, shot, yeah. I'm going to make sure that I don't taste the alcohol in it. Gotcha. Like, oh, I, I, I you. sip my liquor these days, okay? <laughs> I, I don't I don't shoot shitty liquor. And I know that I probably sound that's pretentious fair. right now, but I'm sorry. I you also standards. Come,
0: you can also come down, order breakfast, take a look at it for five minutes, and then go back to the room to I, go to sleep. I ate
1: like four bites of that. <laughs> yeah. That was the last day... F- for me be, mm-hmm. I it was rough I've I I drank a lot on this trip yeah. and I don't sleep in Vegas uh, and typically and that it caught up to me this time so yeah. I won't make that mistake again I will do cocaine next time
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well that's officer Feckett. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny cuz like I actually feel like I paced myself pretty well um I basically when we got to the airport I had like a rum and a rum and coke or something and then I don't think I had a drink on the plane, but pretty much as soon as we landed, as soon as we got settled in, like I really didn't stop drinking, pretty much the whole time. Yeah, I, I, I paced myself. So I
1: mean, I paced yeah. myself too. It's just the the lack of sleep caught up to me. It's yeah. the it's the time difference, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, I just I've never slept well in Vegas. Yeah. ever. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's next. Fair. Next time I'll take some Ambien with me. Yeah. Pass and then on. you'll
0: tweet racist stuff. Ro- like yeah, <laughs> um, Roseanne yeah, bar, everybody. Yep. Bring it back uh, to the main topic, yeah. not bringing back racism anyway. So <laughs> yeah. So uh, at some point you'll, I, you still owe me those shots. So that's fine. Well, you know but, what? Well, <laughs> that
1: that's actually fair. Mm. Um, We will buy each other beers or, or, mix, or mix beverages in replacement of said
3: uh, shots. That's, so.
0: that's, that's a good deal. All okay. Right. Yeah.
3: Thank you for listening to The Obsessive Viewer, presented by obsessiveviewer.com. You can find more of our episodes at ovpodcast.com, and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. If you'd like to support the show, the best and easiest way is to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. More ratings and reviews means it'll be easier for people to find the show in the highly competitive film and TV podcast genre. It also provides us with valuable feedback on the show. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a one-time PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate or become a patron at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer for recurring donations with different reward tiers. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, notebooks, phone cases, and more, visit our Public store. You can also buy other great Tea Public designs in our store, and we'll get a small commission on the sale. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode, and at obsessiveviewer.com/donate. The Obsessive Viewer's theme song is "An Eclipse of Events" and is provided by Loud Like from their EP "Mistakes We Must Make." You can find that and more great music from them on iTunes and like their Facebook page at facebook.com/loudlikemusic. Any and all feedback on the podcast is encouraged. We love to hear from you guys. You can contact us by emailing podcast at obsessiveviewer.com or by tweeting us at obsessiveviewer, at obsessive tiny and at I am Mike White. You can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer where you can take part in discussions and polls between episodes. For more podcast content, check out Anthology, Matt's solo podcast, where he's reviewing The Twilight Zone as a first-time viewer and exploring other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows. You can find Anthology at anthologypod.com and anywhere podcasts are found. For book lovers, you can check out our sister site at obsessivebooknerd.com for book reviews, author spotlights, and a general celebration of reading. Finally, if you're philosophically curious, check out Tiny's side project podcast, The Secular Perspective, which explores the concepts of faith, religion, and existence from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda. You can find that at thesecularperspective.com and subscribe to the podcast on the app of your choice. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.